Welcome to Conversations from the Heart podcast by me, Tambu Thomas. I am an emotional wellbeing coach and founder of the Live360 brand. This is a podcast that speaks to the heart of what it is to be a human being. It's for humans who tend to live in the very tops of their heads, restricting themselves with logic and squashing who they are with who they think they're supposed to be. It's for people who are becoming more and more curious about why they feel so disconnected and frankly frightened of their bodies. Conversations from the Heart is about what's emerging from our innate embodied wisdom. The aim is to be a place of gentle connection where humans can see their humanity in the humanity of what's shared here. In a world full of strategies and systems to impress or garner a particular response, I would like this to be an oasis where we can see, hear and hold each other, human to human, heart to heart. Hello, hello, hello. I hope you're well. So today I am here with a a video, uh, might end up being a long one, um, long form gang, what, what, um, to talk about power. I'm going to talk about power and self-care and also um, how we feel threatened by power. Um, So I'm going to read a newsletter I sent last night, um, inviting people to join my gorgeous new hybrid life and business coaching program called Emancipate Your Business. Details in the bio. Um, But I'm going to read the newsletter I sent yesterday and then have a conversation about power. So I wrote, I had been having thoughts about how power impacts self-care and how I would like to help change this this experience with my immersive new hybrid life and business coaching, group coaching program, Emancipate Your Business. I've observed that our nervous systems are a reflection of the systems in which we live. Here in the UK, like many post-industrial nations, our system is based on having power over. And that concept is by some beautiful work done by Just Associates. This is where power is used for domination. It is experienced as coercive, controlling and limiting. It is so common that it is normalised and power is only seen as powerful when it dominates. And domination is the method European nations use to exploit for wealth so effectively that domination for wealth has been normalised. There is little or no choice in this dynamic and people can taught themselves to fit in. This assimilation provides a false sense of control. The power individuals are left with is used to have power over themselves. The power is used to squash down who they are and what they need using positive, using logical ah, logical positivism. And if you don't know what that is, Google. But this is not all there is. According to the brilliant Just Associates, there are three other forms of power. They are power with, power to and power within. Power with is, um, has to do with finding common ground among different interests in order to build collective strength. Power to refers to the unique potential of every person to shape their life and world. 
power within has to do with a person's sense of self-worth and self-knowledge. These other forms of power feel nourishing and powerful as opposed to power over, which relies on powerlessness. It is my assessment. Yes, tell me you're a social worker without telling me you're a social worker. It is my assessment that the pervasive nature of power over makes anything that helps us remember we are powerful feel like a threat. And I'm just going to add in there. I have worked with so many women who have talked about experiencing power as a threat and therefore being fearful about being powerful themselves. I have hosted workshops where we've talked about power and the notion of being powerful because it is overshadowed by the power over narrative has made women cry. And that is how much of a really visceral somatic reaction we can have to the notion of power because of the systems and structures we live within. So it is my assessment that the pervasive nature of power over makes anything that may helps us remember we are powerful feel like a threat. We believe that power within ourselves means taking power away from others because of the role modelling we have had and the overt messages we receive. Now to self-care. Truly caring for ourselves makes us feel valuable, important, powerful. When you are really caring for yourself from the inside out, you feel that care, you feel that intimacy and that love. But in a system of power over, caring for ourselves and feeling powerful can feel like a threat to ourselves as well as others. It can also create a core belief that self-care means care over other people and that feels like being selfish, especially when you're a woman. I have worked with and come across so many mothers who really operate in this narrative. They are terrified of taking care of themselves because they believe that taking care of themselves takes care away from their families. And like, you know, women do this very often. That's how we're socialized. But this is really apparent in motherhood where motherhood has been conflated with martyrdom. I used to host um, like workshop type advice Q&A sessions for mush mums and the vast majority of the questions that were being asked were around how people can take care of themselves without abandoning their families, not realising that if they care for themselves, they can genuinely care for their family from um, clean energy, from um, a place of feeling resourced enough that their um, care for their family isn't people pleasing. Um, so yes, yeah, so self-care, it can also create a core belief that self-care means care over other people. And that feels like being selfish, especially when you are a woman. And this makes us, this makes us remain in a spiral of powerlessness because selfish people are not likable people and we want to be likable. And I'm not saying that with any judgment whatsoever. We are the most pro-social creatures on this planet. We are designed to be liked. We need to be liked. We like to be liked. Being in community with people that like us and value us makes us feel safe and secure. We actually physically need it. It's a biological imperative. 
I'm not talking about when we outsource all of our value to people and only like ourselves if other people like us. That's something different entirely. So, um, so yeah, so this keeps us in a spiral of powerlessness because selfish people are not likable people and we want to be likable. It's human nature, not judgment. In employment, this means constantly shutting down and overriding your needs so you can be a good team player. Consequently, entire teams, workplaces and companies are full of good team players abandoning their needs, unconsciously aspiring to have power over one day too. But for many of us, it becomes too much. Some people manage the too muchness by surrendering, surrendering to powerlessness as, and accepting it as the cost of earning money. And in a system built from oppression, this easily becomes the norm. Some of us have no choice but to leave our jobs as the surrender is too much to bear. Many of us start a business so that we may step out of the power trap, experience more freedom and make more money too. But the thing is, the deep conditioning of powerlessness, the deep embodiment of powerlessness caused by power over, is so deeply embodied that we engage in practices to help us maintain our sense of having power over ourselves because we haven't seen anything else. And then we're in a situation where we believe we can meet our needs by working harder and possibly making more money. But the shadow of the unmet need of taking care of yourself is never far behind. Now, we know we can't act out success these needs. But the thing is, the fact that we never have had the opportunity to build the skills and understand what we need and then meet ourselves where, though, like meet ourselves where we are and take care of ourselves accordingly, that can feel so terrifying. We think, forget that. I'm just going to continue making more money and I'll have material goods. I'll have assets and that will make me feel better. But it never, ever does. That's why there are, you know, if it was all about wealth and success, wealthy, successful people would be really, really happy. We wouldn't have um, incidents of um, wealthy, successful people committing suicide, for example. When we allow ourselves to cross over the threshold of being oppressed by the power over structure to embodying power with, power to and power within, this can be liberating. Now, I want to bring this round to something else that comes up a lot in client work. People talk about when they exert power, for example, if they share, and I don't just see this with clients, I see this generally on, in, on social media, but when Leila Saad talks about this actually, when people really claim themselves and claim their power on social media and really put a stake in the ground saying what they're here for, there's a tendency for people to unfollow them. And I say, good, let them go. It's not because of anything you've done. It's not because you've said anything offensive. You being in your power, you exuding power within and power with and power to feels like a threat to people that only understand power as power over. It can come across as you think you're full of yourself. You think you're um, so special. Well, you should be full of yourself and you are special. Those things can be perceived as a threat, but if you reduce yourself and make yourself small to appease other people, to people please, you're going to put yourself in a position where your nervous system is going to be even more dysreg dysregulated because you're then developing a pattern of being dishonest with yourself because you're being dishonest about who you are, how powerful you are for the sake of other people that can't handle your power 
like, you know, so I encourage you to, I know that people talk about growth and people want to grow their numbers on social media, etc. I encourage you to not get too involved with following your numbers in terms of follows and unfollows. I encourage you to focus on engagement. I encourage you to focus on the conversations your um, content sparks, having the, the conversations and the meaning that's derived from your work. Focus on that, because when you focus on that, you put yourself in the position of sharing power with your audience and your community, being in a position where you're uh, having power to relationships with your audience and community, and you're supporting them to engage with the power that's within them. That is how you build powerful relationships with your clients and your community where it becomes a mutual exchange. It becomes a clean connection rather than a transactional relationship, which is based on the power, stru on this power structure of power over. It's really time to decolonize your practice. It's really time to put yourself in a position where you can start to become curious about the ways you have internalized systems of oppression, because that's all you've seen and all you've known, and um, start to take care of your needs so that you can emancipate your business, but also give yourself the care you need so that you can begin to build a trusting relationship with holistic power. All right, loves. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Conversations from the Heart podcast. I appreciate you sharing your precious time with my guest and I. If you've resonated with what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and share my podcast with someone you think may benefit. If you're a social media user and have connected with what you've heard, I kindly ask you to share this episode and tag me at Live360. Like an increasing number of our digital experiences, the algorithms have a huge impact. Your feedback and shares will assist me in reaching a wider audience, and I'd really love to have more people sharing this experience and maybe feeling seen, heard, and held by the conversations that flow from the heart. The personal development space is full of mindset tools, hacks and tips. And I think it's high time we have a place where we can just be as we are and perhaps learn something we can apply to how we live, love and work without there being an agenda other than allowing ourselves to be whole. The feedback I get following each episode is beautiful and tells me that more people could benefit from tuning in. I welcome keeping the conversation going, so please do share your comments, observations, insights on the podcast show notes, social media posts, or anywhere else you see fit. Thank you for tuning in. The podcast was produced by me, Tamu Thomas, music produced by Sam Kaye.